Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. He's you glad you know amen we appreciate that god bless you welcome to the service and uh, we trust and pray the lord will just minister to us midweek service we're just going to get into the word right away just want to make mention that this friday there's a young people's meeting we've got brother jean manassi that's that's actually his first name i'm not going to pronounce his last name because i'm going to run the risk of saying it wrong but he's coming for the Friday night service for the youth meeting, and we've opened that up to some young marrieds and those that are such. You're welcome to participate. I believe you'll be blessed. And then he'll also be ministering on Sunday morning for one service again. It's been a, it's been a busy summer with uh, really effectively this is the year that COVID, well, it, it ended last year, so to speak, but this is the year everybody's really started to travel. And... Uh, We've had an influx of people traveling, and, and some were scheduled and some were not, and some were scheduled at other places and came by. So it's been, we've tried to manage it the best we can, and we've been blessed also by some of the ministries. So, but as we're getting out of the summer season, those numbers are starting to wane a little bit, especially the overseas brothers. So nice to see you again, Brother David. God bless you. We also have a brother here from New Zealand. And uh, he, he's, he's, I think, I don't know if you've come here for our winter or you're getting ready to go home for your summer, but uh, it's Brother Daniel Murray. God bless you. Welcome to the service. We, we trust that you'll be blessed in the time here. But uh, so we have, a, we have the services on, on the weekend. There's only one service, Thanksgiving weekend, this weekend. And then uh, we'll also have a couple of visitors coming through from the Philippines um, there's a brother, Silas Aquin, who's going to be coming through. He'll be here on Sunday as well. He's, he's got a sister in Calgary, and he'll just come and say hello and be a part of our service. But then next Wednesday, we have another brother from the Philippines coming through. It's brother Danny Del Mundo, and he'll be ministering for us on next Wednesday. That's one week from today. So we just uh, believe the Lord will be in all these things. Pray for every service. And I believe God is faithful to minister every service. Let's sing this chorus, He came to me, He came to me. He came to me. He came to me. He came to me. 
when I could not come to where he was, he came to me. That's why he died on Calvary. When I could not come to where he was, he came to me. We're going to sing that one more time, but I... I want you to think for a moment where God came to you and what state he found you in. And, and really to the believer, it wasn't just one time. That one time was precious. But he come to us many times. And he can come tonight. He can come right where we're at. I also want to mention there's a couple of prayer requests. We had one prayer request also for cancer, but Sister Rhea McIntyre, uh, their relatives, Bert and Alana Colkert, they live up in northern BC. Sister Alana has always battled some things, but she's got a aggressive form of cancer that has um, come upon her, and she needs prayer. And so we want to remember her. We're going to sing the chorus again. We're going to do that. But we pray that the Lord would come to her. Sister Lucy, he came to you, and you're on the road. I believe that these things are only lying vanities. It's not a historical God that only healed cancer when Brother Branham. He's the same today. He can do it today. Brother Daryl Ward, he's from Tennessee. He's got a sister, Judy, who's also was scheduled to go for a cancer operation, but it's been too far advanced, and they can't get in there and so we want to pray for her her name is Judy we want to remember her whatever your need is today let him come to us I believe he desires to be glorified in fulfilling his word so whatever your heart desires if it's a loved one if it's a need financially physically mentally whatever it is let's let him come let's sing this one more time he came to me. He softly. Heavenly Father, we're here again, and we just, prayer has already been offered. So our brother David pray, prayed, and Lord, as we've just come and made our consecration, but now, Lord, just as we set ourselves aside, these 
short while, we come to you again. Would you come and visit us, Lord? Not because of our righteousness, not because of our goodness, but because of your goodness, because of your faithfulness, because it's your good pleasure to do well for your children. Lord, tonight we lift up the many hands that were, were lifted in this house tonight, maybe outside this place. Lord, we remember Sister Alana Cokert, Father, just up there, gifted in her voice and her singing, and Lord, just a blessing, but Father, the enemy would come and try to steal away. Lord, you're the same God that was there when you walked on earth. You're the same God that was there when, when a prophet came and you used a gift and you even put the challenge, do you fear cancer? Lord, all things are possible to them that believe. We thank you for the testimony of our sister Lucy. Lord, we lift that up before you. And Lord, we believe that even Sister Alana, you could give her a touch, Lord. You could roll back this disease. Lord, it's nothing. It's with a finger of God that you can do this. So Lord, we come together and we bring Sister Alana before you. We also bring this Sister Judy, Brother Daryl Ward's sister. Lord, she can't help herself. But Lord, when it's darkest, when it looks like there's nothing there, that's when you come, Lord. In the darkness of the night, Lord, you're the one that still comes. You're never too late. You're always on time. Lord, we lift these needs up, our own needs. Father, we thank you that we serve a living God. We thank you for your presence here tonight. Maybe we don't feel him in our emotion, but Lord, you said where two or three are gathered. Lord, and by faith, we believe the angels are here. We believe that you're here. Would you come and bless us tonight? We commit ourselves to you now. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll invite you to turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1. <coughs> Luke chapter 1. In some ways, this will be a little bit of a carryover from Sunday, but I'll, I'll just take a little different subject. But Luke chapter 1, let's just start the reading in verse 30. <clears throat> Thanksgiving, some have been traveling, some will be traveling, but we want to take God with us wherever we go. So we want Him to be here tonight. Luke chapter 1, let's start the reading in verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Now, now it's, it's God that's the author of conception. But here she doesn't know a man, but there's a declaration being made, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. It's going on even today. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing 
which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, who has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Now listen, now God's coming to Mary, but he's also coming to another barren womb. And he says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I'll take my text from verse 35 where it's referencing that holy thing, and I'll call this a place for that holy thing. God bless you. you may have your seats. Just give me a little bit more, <coughs> if you don't mind. And I will try not to... I want to be able to... Maybe not so much I'll preach. Maybe I will. I'll see how the Lord leads it. But I want you just to kind of enter into a thought with me. And that may mean you need to think a little bit. You may need to just enter in. Let's just do this. We'll be one hour. We'll try to just get this cleaned up and, 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 and get this thought. And let's let the Lord just speak to us. I'm going to ask you to turn over to Matthew 13. As I, I'll, I'll tie this in a little bit. Matthew 13. Jesus is speaking here the parable of the kingdom. I won't read all of it, but he speaks in parables to the multitudes. But then when he speaks to the disciples, he declares what he's talking about. But in here, he's spending a good deal of time talking about the seed, the word of God. But here he begins to delineate not just the seed, but the receiving place for the seed, which is a womb, a bedding ground. And now he, he declares here in verse 18... Uh, the parable of the sower, and he gives four types of ground. He said, when anyone, when anyone heareth the word of God, now just, just think about this for a minute, it's always the pure word of God, and it's always by hearing. So the word is the same, it's consistent, and it's coming to every ground, but what makes the difference is the bedding ground or the womb that it is going to go into. So you'll say, now when anyone hears the word of God and understands it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. We could spend time on all of these, but let's just move it along. And he says, but he that received the seed in stony places, the same is he that hears the word, and a nun with joy receives it, but yet he hath no root in himself, but dureth for a little while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. And he that received seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Now, I, I will say that the majority of the world is in these three classes. There is those that receive the seed by the wayside, but the minute they hear it, here the enemy comes. And listen, the enemy always is there. He was there in, the, in, in heaven. 
and he watched God speak the word, and he's always desired that place. And in the Garden of Eden, he heard God give the declaration of the word, and he heard it. And he immediately is always looking to pervert or to interpret or to, to cause that word to not bear fruit. So here's this enemy. He'll come and he'll, he'll come at us a, a many different ways. But here's three. And he'll say he'll, he'll catch away that which was sown in your heart. You can have God just drop something in your heart. You can walk out and by casual talk and this and this, it's gone. Let's not have that. Let's cherish what God is putting and where he's putting it. And then he says, now he that received the seed in stony places, oh, wow, this is wonderful. What a revelation. And yet there's no root. You don't water it. You don't pray. You don't give it the time it should. You don't have a daily prayer life or a daily reading. But let that word take root let it come, come in, and, and then when something happens that's against, you're offended. Lastly, I, I feel like this is the one that we've got to fight the hardest against. It's he that hears the word and the cares of this life, the multitude of things that come into our gates, the eye gate, the hearing gate, the, the, the things that come through that. And then into our spirit, there's also five gates. And it comes through all of that. Those things are there to choke the word. And the deceitfulness of the, choke the word. You know, if we stop the service there, wow, would that ever be disappointing? What a downer. Like, wow, thanks, Brother Ed, for lifting us up. I'm glad there's one more class. Verse 23, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, understandeth it, and also beareth fruit and bringeth forth. Oh, I'm so glad that there's something that God has deposited in the believer of this day. Those that are ordained to life in any age, they have a built-in receiving set that is there, and, and they come to the Word. It's drawing them. They can't stop it. They come to it. I'm so glad there's a people here. I'm glad that if he sent an Elijah, he says, I send you, that there had to be a you that was here. That there had to be a people that was here. <coughs> and he knew also we would be here today. So he says now, understand it, bear fruit, bring forth, and some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So I believe that that word is still bringing forth, and I believe the message is still bringing forth. Now, I'm going to just try to take this now into just some, get you into a, a thought channel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference back in Genesis chapter 1 for a moment. But I'm, I'm really, if, if I have an underlying theme, it's, it's the womb and it's God's care for the womb. Because as much as he is interested in the seed, he's also interested in where it's going to. And I believe that we also, if God is cares, we also have something to do to keep that womb a place for that holy thing. So in, in Genesis chapter 1, let's just use this for a moment. I, I won't end up at Revelations today, don't worry. And he says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, 
and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I, I won't have time to read all these quotes. I've got different quotes. But Brother Bannon would have characterized the earth as a womb. He said it was a womb. And he says, in the earth, he had planted seeds. And that's why the Spirit of God bathed the earth, and he would say, caressed the earth, moved upon the earth, made love to the earth. So, so the womb is a place that, that is a place of protection. It's a place of conception. But it's a place that God is watching over. Now, a, a cold, dark earth. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to, I have to use the natural for a little bit to bring us to the place where we think about it. But here's the earth, and it's, it's if, you, if you can picture all the coldness and darkness of space, there's only a very small habitable part that human life can exist within. And yet God, and, and, and God put the sun just so far away. He created just the right atmosphere. He created just the right conditions for botany life, for, for animal life, for human life. He created, so this is, in fact, in the middle of a great solar system, it's a womb that God is using to bring forth life. It's declaring his glory. The heavens declare his glory, but the earth declares his glory. And, 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 it, and it's going this way. So God sets in, in motion, and this is in wisdom versus faith. He says this, the earth itself is a womb. Where did God place the seeds? Where is the seeds put? In a womb. God puts seeds. So if you read, just to skip down to verse 6, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. So part of what was there, he's saying, let it bring forth of itself. So what God had deposited, what was there, now let's take a couple of these. Verse 9. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. So let the waters come together. You know, and, and now go to verse 12. This is really where the crux of it is. And the earth brought forth, let's actually, sorry, let's go to verse 11. I, I skipped one there. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. He didn't say, let grass appear. He's saying, let the earth bring forth grass. I, I trust you see where I'm going. God's going to have a bride. God's going to have a womb that's going to receive the word in this last day. He's going to have a people that are going to take it into their heart, and it will bring forth. God can't bring it forth, but a bride who is the branches, they will bring it forth. A bride tree will bring forth what God has determined. <coughs> so let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit. And, and the key word is after his kind. Whose seed is in itself and upon the earth, and it was so. Let's just, let's just move it along and... You know, I, I, I'm going to bring this back to Mary because Mary was also a womb. 
And, and there's a people in this last day who are also a womb. Okay? Now, just follow this where I'm going here. And he will say in verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly every creature that has life. So the waters brought that forth. The waters were the habitation for the sea life to come forth. Verse 24, and God said, let the earth Bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. So all along there, God is, listen, let me, let me just, just drop this in for a moment. Um, uh, <coughs> when you were conceived, you didn't know what you were when you were in the womb, but, but your life had a beginning in a womb. And, and, and you didn't know what was out there. In fact, even when you came out, you may not even know you came out. But after a while, it became apparent. And I will say right now, the womb that we are harboring for the Word of God, we don't even know the fullness of what it will bring forth. It, it, I, I will say, we will not, on this side, we can't fully appreciate the depth and the magnitude of what we are harboring right now. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. But right now, if you have received the Word of God, if you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you cannot die. You have got eternal life. And in, in things that are to be, Brother Adam will say, in fact, this life is a carryover into another life, but it starts here. So it's, it, it's, it's a womb, but, it, but you don't even know all the potential that's in it. And yet, inside of that womb, there's something happening. Brother Ed, I don't see what happens at every service. I don't understand it all. But I'll just say this. Get away from it for a while. Get away from prayer life. And get, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to do this, okay? Don't anybody splice this tape or whatever you do. And, and listen, he, but you get away from and you see how fast you run away. How fast you fall. You watch people that leave this truth, maybe for whatever reason. But it, it, I'll tell you what, it's a rapid decline. Uh, by and large, it's a rapid decline. So it's not apparent to the eye. No, I think it was Solomon or one of them, or Job maybe. You know, and, and it was declared, as you know not how a bone is formed in the womb. You know, and, and they say how when a seed is, it starts with the spine. And, and you don't even know all that's happening there. But what about your spiritual man? Listen, I, I, I got to take this right back to how Brother Branham would talk it in things that are to be. Because Brother Branham takes John 14, and he said, I'm telling you, there is death after life. I go and prepare a place to receive them, telling him there's a life after this life is ended. And what a consolation that ought to give us that there's a life that we go into. And as you get older, that becomes more of a reality to you. 
Now you can view life in two ways. Ah, I'm not what I used to be when I was young. I'm declining. I, I, I don't have the energy. I don't have this. But if you actually view it spiritually, I am closer to home than I've ever been before. There's a part of me that call is greater than it's ever been. That, that, that's a reality that I'm going to step into. Listen, there is not a people on the earth that have ever been closer to their word body than the people that are in the bride right now. That theophany is coming around us. Why do you hunger? Why do you thirst? Why do you leave off things? Because you've heard from your theophany. It's a reality. It's not a far off. <coughs> and he says, as the days of your life draw close, you begin to pack up closer, getting ready for that great event. Oh, are we getting ready? Yay. It's the continuing of the same life in another world, in another place. You could say our earthly life is like it's in a womb right now. You know, when you, uh, Brother Branham would take the message one in a million, he'll say how it's one, the seed comes from the male. That, you know, that may have been discharged mil, a million seeds, as he would say it. And it's not just the first egg it comes to, but it comes to a certain egg. You don't even know today the battle that you came through in your natural birth in the womb when, when, when you're... Your little seed that became you, became me, met with a fertile egg and started to bring about the process of conception. Yeah. Brother, I said it's even more mysterious than we realize. But it's God that holds that. I, I trust that you can see. Friends, we're not just living in a message, do this, do that, do this. This is the life of God that is coming back into a people that are ordained to life in this last day. It's not, it, it's, it, it is more, it is farther than don't do this and don't go there and show up on time and do this. It, it, is, it is the greatest thing that ever could happen. <clears throat> I could read more from things that are to be, but it's a, it's a wonderful message. In Genesis 1, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them. Now, this is before there ever was a body on the earth. This was spirit form. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So there was something that male and female had to come together and it was for an increase. It was for more of the God race to come forward. And he says, and subdue it and have dominion. So it wasn't just for an increase, but it was to have dominion. And it was to over the fish and over the fowl and over every living thing. And, and God would say, I've given you every herb. I've given you all of this. So here, here's the greatest part of God's creation. Let me, let me take what, what Brother Branham would say here, and he'll, he'll say it in, in a, a wonderful message for it is spoken word is the original seed. But in, in, in marriage and divorce, he says, now, the woman is a tree. She's a fruit tree. 
You're the fruit of your mother. The fruit of the womb is you. That's right. The fruit of the tree of life that was in the garden of Eden is Christ. Through the woman came death. Through the man in the original creation came life. Now, now, now listen. God had, as much as that was spirit, it had to manifest in a body. And as much as Christ was the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world, I won't get into this today, but there had to come a time when that life had to come into a womb on the earth and it would have to be the creative word of God and it would actually have to partake of the earth that had fallen. Jesus' body was, was formed out of the food that Mary ate and out of, out of those things. And then that actually formed part of his body. Now that's the truth. You go, go to, you know, future home. And, 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 and listen, it's, it's wonderful. But, you know, and, and even as we're just talking about the earth, the earth is one of God's attributes. And he redeems all of his attributes. So the earth will not be lost. Even though it's fallen, it is still going to be the womb, but now it has to undergo a new birth. It has to go through justification. It has to go through sanctification. And it will receive its baptism by fire. It's a type of us. <coughs> it is what God is doing. Now, let's, let's, uh, let, me, let me read something here. Satan's Eden. And God knew we would be here then he put us in flesh so we could be contacted. In order that he could contact, he became one of us when he became Jesus Christ, the Son of God himself, the fullness. That was God's purpose to display his attributes in fellowship. What, I'm, what, I, what I'd like us to do, if, if I can, is to get this thinking. God wants to fulfill his word. God wants it more than you and I want it. And we can cry and scream and, oh God, why don't you do this? But if we can learn to yield and say, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Let it come into my thinking. Let me receive it. Let it start to form something in me. It will bring forth everything he said it would. If we can yield to that. God help me, help us all. Now, he'll, he'll say this. That was God's purpose, to display his attributes in fellowship. And as children of God, we are part of God's attribute that was in him, made flesh like his flesh so we can have fellowship with one another. That was God's purpose. That's what God wanted at the beginning. So, that's wonderful. So, Genesis 1 paved the way for Genesis 2. Genesis 2, which was really the seventh day. It looked like nothing was happening. It's a type of the seventh seal. God wasn't doing any more work. He was resting. But everything he said was coming into fruition. And what are we under? We are under the seventh seal. It's in every type of the Bible. Listen, let me, let me just inject this if I can. If it doesn't, doesn't take us too far off track. But when, when God came... To Abraham, he appeared to Abraham in many ways. He appeared to him by speaking to him. It, it says he appeared to him. He visited him. And he came a number of times. But the seventh time that he came to Abraham was in Genesis 18. 
the seventh time. And here he comes and he meets Abraham. And, and if you actually take what Brother Branham says, here is Abraham after 24 years. Here's Abraham. And, and in one place, Brother Branham says, sitting under a tree, everything going wrong. That's what Brother Branham said. This is Abraham. This is the faith of Abraham. Sitting under a tree, everything going wrong. And as he's sitting there, he recognizes three men, but he doesn't do what Lot did, my lords. He says, my lord. He recognized something in there. So he begins to, to you know, do all the things, make preparation. Now, just, just think for a minute about all the visits and everything God said to him. He says, you know, leave your kindred, and I'll show you when you get there. And then he says, now, and as he gets there, now, and he offers a sacrifice, and God appears him, and he reveals a little bit more. And he says, I'll make your seed like the stars of the heaven. Oh, wow. Amen. You know, and... And all along through all of this, and he's, it's God speaking to Abraham, it's God speaking to Abraham, it's God speaking to Abraham, and he says, look at the dust of the earth. Look at all, that's your seed. And Abraham would come home in the tent at night and he'd tell Sarah, Sarah, you don't know what God said to me, but he said this and this and this. And Sarah was hearing it, but not directly. And so she was hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, just like Eve heard it from Adam. Just like the bride hears it from Christ. <laughs> but now, here, is, here he's coming and he's telling her all that. So now, and, and, and in fact, Sarah, you, you'd have to say, well, she, you know, in, in the seed is air with not, not air with the shuck. Hagar represents part of the promise. Sarah slightly doubted. Mary is the fulfillment of the promise. But she believed what he said. And in fact, so much so she said, hey, why don't you take Hagar? And that was her idea. That was what mixed into it. And, and so Abraham did that. And it caused trouble. It caused nothing. But then God came after and he told him, he says, it's going to come through Sarah. And he would actually later on declare that Ishmael, whom he loved, he said, take Isaac, thine only son. The only son by promise. So here, seven times he appears. Now he comes to the tent. I just turn quickly. Genesis 18, real quick. Genesis 18, verse 1, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. I won't read all of it. But he makes preparation. He kills the fatted calf. He does all of these things. And, 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 and as he's doing all of this, and, he, and he's telling, hey, if I found favor, come here, come do this, and come, come, come with all of these things. And then he does all of these things. Finally, in verse 9, after they've eaten, after they've done everything, these are the next words. Where is Sarah, thy wife? Now look at God's attention. It's turning to the womb, the channel of life that God always had ordained to it. It wasn't going to be through all these other ideas or thoughts. Now God was having a special care and a special provision for the womb. Where is Sarah, thy wife? Behold, in the tent. Well, we know that, that she laughed and she did all these things. Finally, in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So there's coming one more visit, and Sarah will be a partaker of that visit. Yeah. 
but it will not be in the manner of all the other visits. After seven church ages, after seven visits, there's coming an eighth where God's going to deposit the word into a people and it's going to be received just like an immaculate conception. Oh, friends, when you're feeding on the message, you're not just feeding on the words of a man. You're feeding on the unfailing body word of Jesus. <laughs> and so, and if you want to prove that, you watch what happens and you go down to Genesis 20 when Abraham goes into unto Abimelech and he desires her. Now, in order for that womb to bring forth, something had to change. And Abraham's mistake is actually recorded that we would understand what had to happen. He had to change Sarah. He had to change the dryness of her womb. And now God was watching over that womb in so much as when a heathen king desired, and it wasn't completely a heathen, he was a believer because he believed in God. But he says, when he desired her, he said, unless you let that man Restore that woman to that man, your dead man, and your kingdom is gone. Now look at how God is watching over that womb. Friends, he's not just watching over the seed. And next time the enemy comes to you and tells you this and this and say, hold on a second, you can do all of these things, but God's got rights on me. God's got rights on my womb. God's got rights on that. And I'll tell you what, God's a jealous God. He's going to watch over his own. He's going to watch over his people. It's not Abraham that was protecting the womb. It was God that was protecting the womb. Praise the Lord. I need to read this one. This was wonderful. Spoken word is the original seed. Oh, people, God bless you. Hear me. I can't believe anything but God's word. I want it to be my life. Everything I am, I want you to do the same. Let your walks, let your talks, let your moves, let everything in you be the word of God. Let the mind of Christ come into you, and that'll pregnate you with the word. If you don't, if you let the mind of denomination come in, you'll be denominationally pregnant. But let the mind of Christ come into you. He can't deny his word. He's God. You can be pregnated with the word and believe it. I don't care if they kick you out, run you out, do everything. You'll go just the same. Amen. I got to go hurry now, he says. And then he says this, Christ is now taking himself a bride to be pregnated with his own seed. Word in her womb, spirit womb in her mind, and it won't mix with any denominational trash. Oh my goodness. You know, you start to follow down this road, then come up to Christ, the mystery of God revealed. And when Brother Branham makes the statement, you'll see where God is taking us. The church is the blood by the Spirit. And he says, and he says no other seed will mix. The womb is already closed because it's received that word. Oh, that doesn't mean Satan won't send you for a loop once in a while. But if there's that seed is planted, it will keep you. It will always bring you back to the real thing. 
Oh, the Word of God is good. Now, I just need to back up. I, I, I took that little detour, but back in Genesis 3, verse 16, and maybe before I read that, I want you to think, <coughs> I, I'm just going to put, put Satan's desire. Satan was there in heaven. Where else are you going to learn about the Word and how close it is except right beside God? Friends, and he'll come right whenever, Brother Bannon would say, when God visited Abraham and Sarah, Sarah woke up in a cranky mood that day because that was the enemy trying to block the womb. I've learned a long time when God wants to do something, I see everything coming at me and saying, just hold steady. God's wanting to do something here. I say, just do the same because Satan is going to try everything he can. Satan heard Genesis 3.16. Genesis 3.15, actually. And he says, the seed of the woman will bruise his head. And he heard that. And he tried to destroy the seed of the woman. It started, he started to do it with Abel. He started to do it with Joseph. He tried to do it to all of them. He tried to do it with Christ. And he'll try to do it with us because he knows that's the truth. And he tries to pervert it or give his own interpretation to it. So that's, that's his goal. So I don't want to major on him, but he's, that, that's what he'll do. But now, what does God want to do? Let's just read Genesis 3, verse 16. So he says to the woman, Unto the woman I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now this is him addressing just the woman. This would be him dressing, addressing us. Now, he, he didn't, maybe she heard what he said to the serpent, but she didn't hear that part. Maybe she, it wasn't addressed to her. But back up one verse in verse 15, or, or, and he says it to the, to the serpent, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now he's telling that to the serpent because that's a law. And it can't be transgressed. In every age, God will raise a standard. In every age, when the enemy comes, God will bring the separation. Now I, I don't want to put this all on God. I'm, my goal here is, is I, I, I maybe didn't want to do it this far, but I also want to say, if God cares so much for the womb, how much should we care? When you, when we go on the computer, and, and, and you, f you filter, you got news coming in, you got commercials coming in, when you hear music, when you hear jokes, when you hear things, you know, if you make it just works, don't do this, don't do that, that won't do anything, but if you are told, you're, you're, you're royalty, you were raised all your life, you're royalty, you will not just marry a commoner, your womb is going to bring forth royal seed, I'll tell you what, you would walk a different way. And we ought to walk a different way. I ought to walk a different way. Listen, the enemy is doing everything he can to find a little place, a little weakness. He knows yours, he knows mine. He'll try and bring something in, and, and, and all of a sudden you think, oh, what did I do that for? Why is it so quiet here? Okay, both of my hands are up. 
I've said that sometimes. Why did I do that? Why did I listen to that? I used to have this contractor walked into our office. I mean, he knew I was a Christian, and he would come and say, hey, I got a joke for you all. He'd walk into the office, and Ed, you just close your apple pie ears. This isn't for you. He, he knew enough about that. I, I still heard some of his garbage, but anyway. He, he was like, anyway, it's everywhere you go. You can't stop it. But you know what? If, there's, if you think God's got his hand on me for a reason, I'm not going to let this fall into seed by the wayside. I'm not going to let all these things choke it. I, I'm going I'm to keep this and preserve this holy. Because this is going to bring forth something. And it'll bring forth 100 or 30 or 60. I, I, I think there's something for us to do. Can you say amen? Come on. I need, I need you here with me. <coughs> I, I, I think we ought to, you know, sometimes the devil just wears us down. Oh, it's just everywhere. Ah, it's just this, it's this, it's this. You know, I, I remember when I, when I came out, be ye separate. Touch not an unclean thing. I started to put aside things. And then I, you find over time the enemy tries to bring them back in in a different way. You say, no, I don't want that. I, I want to be pure. Read Invisible Union. Read what a wife ought to be to her husband. She has a responsibility to her husband. She has a responsibility to the word, to prayer. These are, these are, these are not rules. This is because this is a womb God wants to use. My goodness, it's quiet. Church age book. Let me read this for you quickly. The first son, Adam, was a spoken seed word of God. He was given a bride to reproduce himself. So more than just being, you know, the one who would say, Adam, can you move that tree over here? The wind is this, the wind is it. Ultimately, it was so that Adam's seed could go in and produce something. Now, I'm going to read something here in a moment. He said, that's what the bride was given to reproduce him. What are we here for? To reproduce him. Page 44. Proving his word. The son of man ministry will come. He'll make himself so real to the bride. And he'll bring a union that they'll become one. And then, he, and then the second part. We miss that sometimes in the, in, in the reading of the word. And he says, and when she comes, it'll manifest the son of man again. Oh, what are we doing? It's not us. It's not our word. When Abraham received this visitation, and then the next thing, what did Abraham do? He started to intercede. Now his words in his flesh became the actions that God really wanted. And he says, your nephew's down there in Sodom. What are you going to do? Oh, God, if there's 50, if there's 40. And I write down, and finally if there's five and God leaves them. And you don't even know what happened, but then go read in Genesis 20, I think it's verse 29, and, and here's the angels visiting Sodom, and there's this little phrase, and it says, and God remembered Abraham. And when he remembered Abraham, the angels took a hold of Lot. Now, how much did the value of Abraham in the flesh have to the economy of God in that day? God does nothing outside of man, his agent. That is God's program. We are part of God's program. Oh, our prayers make a difference. What we say makes a difference. 
We're coming into that. That's this time we're living in. It's unfolding before us. We always point, oh, when the time comes, you know, and then this will happen and this will happen. Oh, limbs will be spoken into existence. Let me ask you this question. Who's going to speak limbs into existence? Is it God or is it his bride? It's his bride. Because that's what we're here to, is to reproduce Christ. That's our purpose. That's the womb. I, I hope you're enjoying this. I am. Listen, sometimes I don't feel like I get the response, and I go back in the office and say, well, Lord, I enjoyed it anyway. Thank you. <laughs> here, he says this. Now, just take this thought for Eve for a moment. Now, God had a program in Genesis 1 for Eve, but then the serpent beguiled her. The serpent beguiled her, and he began to plant his seed. I'm not going to have time to do this the way I'd like, but it was not a physical seed at first. It was a change of mindset. It was something that she began to visualize and see. Oh, that enemy, he still does the same thing. And finally, listen to what Brother Ram says. Now, Eve would have brought forth that child. She would have finally done it, did not God tell her. Multiply and replenish the earth, but she had to walk over there. This is pretty flat. Play the part of a whore. This Eve will not fall. Lord, don't let me try to mix this word with anything. Don't let me inject my thinking. Don't let me inject. Well, did, you know, how did the enemy come to Eve? Well, did not God say? Has not God said? See, he was hearing the, the, the spoken word, but he was putting his own interpretation to it. Oh, hath not God said this and this? And, and we try to make it easy for our flesh. But take God at his word, friends. That is the only thing that will bring forth life. And I say this, let's cleanse ourselves and keep this pure. That God can bring forth what he wants to bring forth. <coughs> and he said, all God's sons must be the same. To be born of the water, of the word and the spirit brings us back to the spoken word again in John 3, to be born in the water of the Spirit. Then it brings you right back to the place where you should have been in the beginning. Now, you're in a womb. You were in the womb for nine months. Sister Sally's here. Brother John Andes is, pastor, is the pastor there. Brother John is one of twins. And I remember at his wedding, and his, his sister Rebecca was there, and, and he's saying, or it was actually at his, his sister's wedding, and he goes, I feel like he's coming to give a speech. He says, I feel like I can say a few things about her more than any of you can because I've known her nine months longer than any of you have. <laughs> you know, nine months, there's a lot happening day by day. There's things that are going on. What's happening as, as we are in this place of, like, pardon my characterization, but in this place where that holy thing is going to come forth. It's, it's rising day by day. It's coming greater and greater. I don't know what happened to Sarah along the way after that visitation, but something, first her body had to change, 
Then there had to be a healing of whatever was that caused her and Abraham to not have children. That had to change. But God had to bring that about. And for us, we couldn't bring this about ourselves either. We, we, we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But we are like Mary. Mary who yielded herself and began to say, as an angel visited her, this and this is going to happen. I don't know if you can picture what happened with Mary. But it was a man named Isaiah who didn't speak, thus saith Isaiah. He said, thus saith the Lord. And he spoke it by God, a virgin will conceive. And those words were not just Isaiah's words, but those words were God's words. And they were meant to come to a destination. Now, we didn't know it was 500 years later, but here's a woman, 16 years old. She's just focusing on, 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 on this. My, that's amazing. That, you know, and maybe just thinking about it and characterizing it. Maybe her and Joseph talking about it. And as she's thinking on it, all of a sudden an angel visits her. And it becomes real to her. Oh, friends, what has happened here? here? Listen, we, we, we have had an angel, an earthly angel, but it's more than an earthly angel. There's another angel that visits us. There's one that comes in your secret places when you're, when you're downcast and spirits are on you. And all of a sudden they lift off. Or when you read a word and it jumps out at the page and you seize it and you grab it and then you take these truths, these divinely revealed mystery truths and you embed them in your heart <coughs> and you look at the things that are coming on the earth, they have to be here. They were given power. They were released. But God has also released something in me. And you can stand there in the middle of all of it and say, I don't care what the world says. God will have a bride. What are you receiving? The same word. The creative word of God is, is coming into us. The only way we can ever be born again, spoken words, the original seed, is... First, in the womb of the mind, receive the word, and the Spirit comes on top of that and brings it to life. There you are. That's what does it. It's not, I can't give it to anybody. If I could, I would have. Nobody else can give it to you, but God can give it to you. Spoken word, original seed. Where am I at here? There's more I could. I'm not going to get to some of these scriptures, Ethan, but. When Christ comes to his bride, she will be a virgin like Mary was. For God will not bring Christ through the womb of a whore, neither will he bring the bride. He can't bring his word through a whore to his word. Those are horrible words, but that's what the Bible says. The, the proved, the true bride, like Mary, she'll have a virgin womb for the bride of the word, which is Christ. Oh, God. Just go with me to Ephesians. I have other scriptures I could have taken. Go with me to Ephesians 4. If, if I don't read all of these tonight, you know, we, we sometimes, oh, Ephesians 4. Yeah, yeah, that's where the fivefold ministry is. That's where this is and this is. And, and then there's, there's a little portion of scripture between Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 5. <coughs> But we've often read from Ephesians 4, 
down to verse 16, you know, the whole body compacted, fit together. You know, Paul gives this great truth about what God is forming, a body, a bride, all of these things, because that's what he purposed to do. But then he takes from verse 17 right to the end of the scripture to verse 32, and now he puts it back on us. He says, now, if God's wanting to do that, here's your responsibility. Okay, so let's just read a little bit. I won't read all of it. This I say, therefore, verse 17, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of your mind, of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. I was looking at some highlights here the other day of a football game. I used to love football. I played football. I did all those things. Every once in a while, I just look at it. And I'm looking at it, and, you know, these announcers are breaking down this play, and this tackle did this, and I go, phooey, that doesn't matter a thing. Now, for me to say that, something had to change inside. That doesn't mean I, I don't sometimes look at it and say, ah, that was good. But, but on, the, on the whole, I go, this is meaningless. And, and the world is caught up in it. And they're going, wow, this is like amazing. And in the meantime, it's a Sunday. And I, I, would, I would think, but this is a day that God can also secretly come. Speak to my heart. Bring something in. Oh, and just to walk and steal away. And, and as you're listening to the word or you're meditating, things are coming in and coming in. And it's changing us. We don't see it. But what are we doing? That seed word has to come. And God is, I'll just say this. If God had to tell Lot in Sodom, I can't do nothing until you come out. Now, What's he saying in this last day to us? I can't bring down judgment until you come to your place to allow the word to live in you the way it ought to. Oh, before one bomb ever hits America, the bride will be gone. What is it? The four angels holding back the winds of judgment. Why? There's a bride that's got to get ready. There's a womb that's got to be clean. There's got to be us. We've got to, listen, let's not play about it. Oh, we're the bride, we're this and this. No, let's actually think about our thoughts. You know, you can sit in a church and think all kinds of thoughts. Yeah, that's good. That's amen. Yeah, yeah, that's and you go out and you're, you're, you're in a different world. You're sometimes in a different world right here. Let's just cast those things down. Hey, the world is full of demons and lust and all kinds of spirits, and they come in by degrees. Oh, just a little thought. How did it happen to Eve? Oh, just imagined this. Oh, you know, the Bible gives different variations on it. It calls it lust. calls it, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think of all the words, but it has, but lasciviousness is another word it uses, which is just a milder form of that. Inordinate affection. Just, just, looking for something that's really never will be. And, and it just has a way of creeping in. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, this, this is all part and parcel of the same thing. The bride hath made herself ready. You could read all of this down to the end. 
I, I've, I've read this oftentimes. I've thought, this is the part of Ephesians 4 that never gets referred to. But it would talk down in verse 26, verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Oh, just allow him a little place. You can just sit right here. Just don't, don't touch me. But you can sit there. It's okay. No, don't give him that place. Don't give him anything. And you can read all of that. You know, and, and, and if you actually follow it through, it goes right into verse five, chapter 5. And chapter 5, we often start in verse 20 or verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another. It's, it's all of the, the marriage and everything. But in between that part, this is just a continuation. It's all the same thing. And what, what's building up to the marriage? The bride's making herself ready. If, if you can, just take a day, take a little bit in the next day or two and read some of these things. Saying, Lord, meditate on that. And say, yeah, uh, we were sometimes darkness, now we're light. You know, and, and proving what is acceptable to God. Okay, it's nine o'clock, the hour is up. We're going to stop there. But I trust that you catch a little bit of what I'm saying. I, if, I, if I can just, character, musicians can come. I, I want you to look at God's attention, not just on the seed, but on the womb. This bride is predestinated not to fail. This womb will bring forth. Oh, if, if we can allow it to be like Mary's womb. Allow it to, oh, am, am I going to stop myself from seeing? No, but you know, you've got, and I won't get into today, but if you're pregnated, other seeds will try to get in. But once the conception has happened, even though it's in the womb, it can't, it is, the fertilization period's over. And it's, it, that life is beginning to form. I say, oh God, let that be there. May you build on that in my life. May you let it come to a higher level. This is just a little admonition, okay? Is that all, okay, Katie? Let's stand together. <coughs> okay. I don't know if, Brother Dan, I don't know if you know this song. Can you sing it? I'll, I'll just tell you. No longer a slave. Can you, can you do that? It wasn't an old song. <laughs> Sometimes we, you know, it's so old a song, it's new to everybody. And say, oh, that's a new song. No, it's really old, but very few people know that it's old. So let's just sing, sing this, okay? You unravel me with a melody You surround
again. i